You're listening to So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast about the world of writing and publishing. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm your co-host and CEO of the Australian Writer Centre, where you'll find courses, resources and a wonderfully supportive writing community. Regular listeners will know that I usually co-host this podcast every week with the very talented Alison Tate, also known as A.L. Tate, author extraordinaire, her latest book being The Wolf's Howl. This is an in-between episode where we leave Alison to her authory devices and you listen to a story session, which is just you, me and our guest author of the week. Here in our story session, you'll hear the first chapter of a book we recommend, usually read by the author or someone else fabulous, but in this case, it's the author, along with some insights into their writing life and process. Basically, we're bringing the bookshop to you, so you don't even have to leave the house. This week, I've chosen Here in the After by Marion Frith. Many people will know Marion as a former journalist and political speech writer, but this is her debut novel and it's stunning. The subject matter is tough. It deals with terrorism and PTSD and trauma, but Marion has written a compassionate and moving story about friendship. Here is the blurb from the book so you know a bit about what it's about. Two damaged people, one unlikely friendship and a way to find hope in the darkness. Anna has survived the worst, so has Nat. Two broken souls struggling to find a place in a world they no longer fit. Anna, 62, is the victim of a terrorist attack in which 11 others were murdered. Nat, 35, is an army veteran who fought in Afghanistan. They have so little in common and so much. A friendship stirs between them tentative and unlikely. It's the foundation, the violence they have seen and the memories that stalk them. Together they begin to search for a way home. But when Nat's wife falls unexpectedly pregnant, terrible ghosts from his wartime past rise up and much more than a friendship is at stake. Here in the After is a poignant and uplifting exploration of the legacy of trauma and the healing power of connection. Now, because I know that our listeners love to hear the story behind the story, I sent Marion some homework. So before she reads from her novel, she's answered some of my questions about how the book came about. Here is Marion Frith and her debut novel, Here in the After. Hi, I'm Marion Frith and I'm the author of Here in the After. Valerie asked me to record the answers to some questions before I narrate the first chapter. So here goes. First, what inspired me to write this story? I think if there's one single answer to this, it's probably the moment I was waiting at a busy pedestrian crossing at a very slow set of traffic lights here in Sydney one day, and I glanced up to see a man beside me. He was looking down at the ground, he had a little bag of groceries in one hand, and he was different to everyone else waiting in that he wasn't scrolling through his phone or sighing impatiently or moving from foot to foot or glaring at the little red man in the lights, willing it to change. He was standing among us, but I immediately sensed he was actually completely separate to us. His body was badly scarred. He had ugly lacerations across one side of his face and both hands were badly wounded. He was, I presumed, a refugee, deep trauma written all over him. We smiled at one another. And in that instant, I wondered how someone who had clearly been through something terrible could have possibly found it within themselves to fall into step with this small and and probably alien pocket of the world 
obeying the traffic rules, buying groceries, smiling at a stranger. The lights finally changed and he walked off slowly and I recognised he was clearly carrying a load, invisible and private, and one that none of us that day could possibly understand or, let's be honest, probably even cared about. And the idea of exploring the aftermath of trauma was seeded. How do you get back from it? How do you ever put away what you've seen and endured to navigate the aisles of a suburban supermarket and buy a, lo a loaf of sliced bread? What internal work must that take and how alone must you feel? Every day, the media pans the faces of people who have experienced the worst that humanity and that nature can unleash, and then, and then it moves on to another day, to more faces. But what happens next? What do those people do? We actually have no idea of the stories of those walking amongst us and the tragedy they carry. Can I describe my writing process? My writing in the end was very disciplined. And I say in the end, because I took a long time to commit to the writing process. I was one of those people who wanted to have written a novel, but kept putting off the hard yards to make it happen. And when I say putting off, I mean really putting off. I'm much older than most debut authors. That said, when I did make the commitment to myself, when I had that light bulb moment of, oh, I see, if I want to write a book, I've got to write a book. I really did show up for the page. Early starts, often at the computer at 5am or so, using those productive and what always feel to me, those little bits stolen early hours of the day to write. A dog walk and then back to it. And I found the research so captivating and humbling, it actually never felt like research. I worked in Scrivener and I didn't do separate subsequent drafts but kept reshaping the original one and that really worked for me. What was the most challenging aspect of writing this book? It was doing the subject matter justice. This is a book about trauma and PTSD and violence and shame and growth. And early on, the publisher said something to me about them being complex themes and I remember being surprised by that complex oh but of course they are i was just so enmeshed in it by then they felt familiar and accessible and no longer confronting and that was because they offset by so much love and beauty and hope but in deciding to delve into a trauma that wasn't mine of which i have no personal experience there was a huge responsibility to treat those themes with respect and unfailing empathy I worked hard to put myself into my characters' minds, to lose myself in their thoughts and feelings. I remember walking along the beach trying to get my head around a scene once and realised I was crying. And I thought, great, that's it. I've got it. And then I smiled to myself. And that was another challenge, making sure the tragedies that were the setups for my characters did not become so bleak they felt insurmountable to a reader, but the light always shone in illuminating their way through. What was the most rewarding aspect of writing this book? Undoubtedly, it was coming to the understandings I needed to paint my characters, to learn that you can say a lot with very little. I spent so much time exploring the lives of survivors and I made the decision at the outset I would not do one-on-one -on -one interviews. I've been a journalist all my life, 
So this was a real anathema to my instincts and to my training, which is to always go straight to the primary source. But I didn't want the responsibility of asking people to give me their personal and painful stories and then play around with them, amalgamate and distill them to turn them into a work of fiction. I felt that wouldn't be fair and was potentially disrespectful. So I chose to take an arm's length and instead immerse myself in already done interviews and biographies and first-hand accounts, video vision and the like. And when I got to the point I knew I absolutely understood my characters, Anna and Matt, that all the voices I had listened to had come together and morphed into these two people I had created, I was so chuffed. And when I finally showed it to an expert in PTSD and they said, I know these people, I know Anna and Nat, I, I felt validated. What are my top three tips for aspiring writers? The obvious, the basics, read lots, write lots, and always show up day after day. But I also think be still, disconnect and be still and quiet with your characters. Give them a chance to be heard above the din of everyday life. But overall, I think, remember, it won't write itself. A dream is not a book. Do the work. You won't regret it. Now I'm going to narrate the first chapter of my book here in the after. Chapter one. She watched with a detached fascination as the liquid trickled down the insides of her legs, creeping towards her bare feet. She focused on her toenails, lacquered poppy red just a week ago, and wondered whether it would eventually splash across them or follow the curve of her ankle to pull onto the pavement. It was so quiet, so very, very quiet. She had never before experienced such a complete and absolute silence. The only sound was her breathing and his. On any other day, this main city thoroughfare would have pumped with urban adrenaline. Now there was nothing. She could not have imagined such stillness and quiet was possible, existed even. She kept moving, her eyes cast down, her whole body cloaked in a strange numbness, absorbing the emptiness around her and morphing into it. She was dissolving, she could feel it, which is why the rivers of urine were so enthralling, evidence her body was still functioning within this feelingless state. The tension and terror of the past hours how many had it been, had dissipated and now she was in a place beyond all that, a place such visceral responses didn't penetrate. There was no longer a demarcation between her physical self and the air around her and Anna sensed this was an incredibly spiritual moment she should savour. Why? She didn't know because the dead had no need for memories but still she knew this was the ultimate moment in life. A final card turned over, its secrets revealed only at the end when there were no more cards to be drawn. She was suspended between life and a vicious death, traversing a well-trodden passage between the two and could see the footprints of all who had ever gone before her and feel their hands upon her shoulders. She had no religion to guide her those last few steps and still did not seek it unencumbered by the false comfort of distraction she believed to be untruths. This was pure. It was her and it was the end. She could do it. She would do it. And if this was being caught on camera, 
if from somewhere in this emptied street they were being watched. She wanted the CCTV footage that would become embedded in her nation's history to show a woman who did not crumble, whose dignity transcended this impending act of barbarism. She'd seen those censored news grabs of captured men in orange jumpsuits bowed before their executioners in hostile landscapes, and she had always marvelled at and been humbled by their outward stoicism. She would be that. The pain would be fleeting and perhaps, dare she hope, this humane and welcome numbness would prove to be some sort of primal response that would miraculously, mercifully anaesthetize her to it. She glanced up at the disinterested sky, blue and big, the sky under which she had lived a life, a good life. Tears dampened her face and her stomach cramped in piercing spasms. Down, he growled, shoving his knee against the back of hers. Get down. She fell hard against the concrete, smashing into it with her elbow, and he yanked her by the hair, kicking at her hips, repositioning her body so she was collapsed across her twisted knees and her arms, bound at the wrists, were wrenched back behind her. She heard him slide the knife from his belt as he grabbed her around the neck, pulling her towards him and letting out a foul, guttural shriek that shattered the city's masquerade of peace. Her body went rigid. A scream rose in her chest. Her bowels opened. The vomit gathered in her throat. No, please no. As you can hear, Marion does not pull any punches. This is a powerful novel and it's sure to be a hit. Here in the After by Marion Frith is out now with HarperCollins. It was interesting to hear Marion say that she was always someone who wanted to have written a book. It's something I hear a lot. But the best way to start writing is to start writing. So if you're ready, a great place to start is with a course at the Australian Writers' Centre. But don't just take it from me. Here is published author Tanya Blanchard. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre and our popular course, Creative Writing Stage 1. This course is the perfect way to unlock your creativity and explore the world of writing. You'll learn how to create memorable characters, believable dialogue and captivating plots, all in a supportive environment in this five-week online course with your very own tutor giving you personal feedback each week. Have a listen to Tanya Blanchard. It was really important for me to become a published author, particularly because of this story that I've written, The Girl from Munich. It's a story really close to my heart. It's a story of my German grandmother and growing up during World War II and what happened to her. So the fact that I was published with her story, first and foremost, is something very exciting and very meaningful to me. The course has had such an impact on my life and on my writing, on my life because I've always dreamed of one day becoming published and never imagined it was possible. But after doing the course, I realised that it was something that was definitely attainable and I was able to work towards that. As far as my writing goes, it improved my writing dramatically. It gave me so much more confidence that I could write. I had the skills behind me to do it now. And that meant that I could work faster and harder and and just get the work done. And I've got so many more ideas of things that I can do now. And I just can't wait to to write more. I write full time now. It's absolutely amazing that I'm able to do that. I would absolutely recommend one of the courses to anyone. If you're a writer or aspiring writer, go and do it. I wouldn't be sitting here without these courses that I've done. The skills that I've learnt have helped me along my journey and I'm now sitting here with a published book in my hands and I never thought that this was possible and it's because of these courses. Take it from me. Go and do it. You won't regret it. If you'd like to find out more, go to writerscentre.com.au slash creative writing. 
Thanks for listening to this special episode of So You Want to Be a Writer. You'll find more details about the podcast and a wealth of writing resources and courses at writerscentre.com.au. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writer Centre. Connect with us on social media at writercentreau, on Twitter and Instagram, and join our free podcast listener community on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community and request to join. Both Alison and I will be back to our regular programming in your next episode. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to chatting to you again next time.